0: Hi, this is David Stearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. Today, I want to talk about getting to the other side. Do you need to get to the other side of something? Maybe it's this lockdown, this uh, COVID thing that's going on as I'm recording this. Maybe your business has been closed and needs to reopen. Maybe you're behind financially, and to you, the other side would mean getting to where you have abundance again. Maybe you've had a physical ailment, a need in your body and getting to the other side would mean healing. And it may seem almost impossible for you to get from where you are right now to where you want to be. But Jesus said all things are possible to him who believes. So it is totally possible for everything to turn around in your favor and for you to get to the other side of this smelling like a rose. Totally possible. In fact, it's to be expected. Jesus is fully able to get us to the other side if we'll believe him and do what he says. God wants you to get to the other side. You know, it's interesting in Mark 6, 45, Jesus, uh, the King James says, constrained his disciples to get into a boat, told them, go to the other side. That's old language for us. He got them into the boat and told them, go to the other side. He sent them to the other side and he said, I'll take care of the multitudes, you know, clean up while you head over to the other side where we'll do the next meeting. Now, it was clearly Jesus' will, God's will, because Jesus is God, for them to get to the other side. That's what God wanted for them. And you know, there are things God wants for us. There are sometimes specific goals, visions, dreams that he's put in our heart. And then again, there are general things that God wants for all of us. God wants us all to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. The Bible says so. God wants us to prosper and to be in health, and for our souls to prosper. As it says in 3 John 1, 2, for instance, these are things that we know are God's will for all of our lives. God didn't send them across that sea to die and sink and suffer, or even to experience a storm. But storms come. A storm came. Sometimes storms come because of the enemy. Sometimes they come just because the wind gets cranky but storms come and storms of life come. Doesn't necessarily mean you're doing anything wrong and doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you're even under attack. Storms come, but guess what? It's God's will that we get to the other side. So the narrative goes on in Mark 6:47 and says, Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. And then he saw them straining at rowing. Now I think this is really interesting because the Sea of Galilee is miles wide and they, the Bible says, were in the midst of it. So how's he going to see them in a storm miles away? But he did because he's Jesus. And he saw them straining at rowing and he came to them. He came to them because he didn't want them to struggle and he wanted to rescue them. And do you know if you're struggling right now, he sees you and guess what? He's coming. He's coming to help you. So it says about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. Wow, he'll come to you no matter what it takes. And they were afraid of him and it was hindering him from getting to them because when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. You know, some of us are scared of God. We, we don't know who he is or what he's like. But if we knew him, we would know he's only coming to help us. But since they didn't know who he was and were scared of him, he talked to them. I love it. He spoke to them. You know, Jesus said, My sheep know my voice, and they follow. There's no voice like the voice of Jesus, right? The voice that speaks peace The voice that speaks hope down into your spirit. The voice that calms your heart and gives you courage. Wow, you know it when you hear that voice. That's the voice of our Jesus, the Good Shepherd. And the scripture says, he said to them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. So here they were, struggling against these fierce headwinds, which are typical precursors to big storms that frequent the Sea of Galilee even today. And as he approached his disciples, Jesus sensed their fear and unbelief, which are both hindrances to the release of God's power. And wanting to rescue them, he knew he needed to free up their faith or it wouldn't work for them. Did you know that you can hinder God's power in your life? God's working? You can, and you better believe it. This thing is a partnership. God won't fail on his end, But he needs us to open the channel for his power to flow into our lives and situations. And fear chokes that channel. So to help his disciples get into a place where he could help them, he offered three points of advice which are helpful to any of us who might be facing life storms today. Number one, he said, be of good cheer. In other words, cheer up. Now, I'm pretty sure the disciples didn't feel uh, like cheering up just then. But sometimes being of good cheer has to be an act of the will. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He had to say, again, I say rejoice. He had to say it again so we'd get the point. The rejoicing part is up to us. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, God can't make you happy. You have to choose happiness in order to be happy. And choosing to be cheerful is not always easy, don't we know it? But Jesus knew that rejoicing in God's promises would stimulate their faith. And since faith is the victory that overcomes the world, choosing cheer over despair would bring God's power onto their scene, and it will onto ours. Honestly, we really should try our best to keep a cheerful outlook as much as possible, day in and day out. That's what rejoicing in the Lord always means, right? Now, of course, we can get spiritual strength and joy from reading God's Word. But sometimes we need to help ourselves every way we can. And I know this might sound shallow and silly or even a little unspiritual to some of y'all, but this sometimes even means watching happy or funny stuff on TV. I often do that just before I go to bed at night, just to keep my thoughts and dreams in a happy place. Does that sound unspiritual to you? I don't think it is. I think joy and positivity actually help me stay spiritual. I get plenty of the Word of God, believe me. But I think fun is important too. And exercise. Seriously, God designed us for activity. And exercise and even sunshine help our God-designed bodies release the endorphins we need to keep us happy. And all that helps us keep a healthy, positive outlook and obey God's admonition to rejoice at all times, right? That's what I think anyway. So the first thing Jesus told them to do was to cheer up. And the next thing Jesus said was, it is I. Now this is so cool. In the original language there, this is I am. Jesus said, cheer up, I am. In other words, that he was using the scriptural name reserved only for God Almighty. I am that I am. You could also take this as Jesus encouraging them to look up because here was Jesus trying to draw their eyes off of the dangerous weather and on to himself. I am the one who alone has power to rule over storms. When we lift our eyes from our problems to him, our faith soars above life's wind and waves. Now, the third thing he said to them was, do not be afraid. This is important. In fact, it's one of the most common commands in Scripture. And again, we have to choose to do this. But here's the good news about it. If we'll start out in our own efforts, we'll end up in God's grace. In other words, we may not feel very fearless when we first step out into that scary situation or do that scary thing. But you know what? As we move forward, we become courageous. I believe it's just the grace of God that comes upon us to help us do what he wants us to do. Don't be afraid, he told them. Or in other words, lighten up. Jesus was saying, don't freak out, guys. I'm God and I'm here and it's all going to be okay. And by the way, God would like to say that to you today too. Whatever you're facing, he's bigger than it, and he's there, and he's going to take care of you. But back to the boat. What Jesus wanted was to get his disciples to dismiss their fears, since fear can hinder the operation of God's miraculous power. You see, fear is faith in reverse. It's kind of like obverse sides of the same force, fear and faith. And he wants you to get over from the fear side into the faith side so that you can release his power into your life. And by the way, we can dismiss our fears. Jesus wouldn't have told them to do it if they couldn't do it. Again, it's not always easy right but I've been there and I know what it's like to face fear and I know what it's like to to try your best to stand strong and to see God change me from the inside as I attempt to obey this command but there's something that can help when we're faced with life's challenges we can refuse anxious thoughts by replacing them with positive promises of God and positive expectations focusing on God's greatness instead of our fear drives doubt from our hearts, and releases God's power into our lives. So whenever we're facing one of life's storms, we need to take Jesus' advice to cheer up, look up, and lighten up. That's an easy way to remember it, right? Cheer up, look up, lighten up. Be of good cheer. I am. Don't be afraid. Because that's what releases God's power onto the scene. So the disciples obeyed their teacher. And he was able to get into their boat, and he quenched the storm. But there's more. I love it. In John 6, 21, which is a report of the same events, it says, Then they were glad, and they took him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. What? Yeah. As soon as they got over their their, uh, depression and short-sightedness and fear, wow they got right to their goal. That was all that was holding them back. So I encourage you, if you find yourself right now facing a tempest in life, invite Jesus into your boat by following his step-by-step advice. Be of good cheer. Focus on the I am who is greater than everything and refuse worry. Jesus will appear on the scene. He will still your storm and he will get you to the other side. Hey, I meant to ask you, please subscribe. Whatever you're on, iPhone, Google Play, just hit that subscribe button so I can give you an encouraging word, an up word every week. And they're short, 15 minutes max, perfect for when you're driving somewhere. Also, if you'd like to give, most of you know we're a missionary ministry and go just about everywhere. You can do that at davidsermonministries.org or easier yet, just via PayPal. Type in David Sermon Ministries. And thanks so much for listening. We love you. God bless you.